I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Let's get ready to rumble! He's the fastest man on the planet. He did go up there, Rabbits. What about Andrew King? Put him in the second! Yes, yes, hello one, hello all. It is Tuesday, another teamless Tuesday review. The birds are singing, the sun is shining, the rain has gone away, footy is back for yet another week. Uh, a week that we saw a lot of injuries happen, a lot of uh, talk around the 18th man, a lot of talk around player safety, concussion protocols, how we're going to manage it going forward. Obviously, Supercoach was, uh, was a bit disastrous last week for a lot of people. Plenty of news coming out of players going down left, right, and center before kickoff. Uh, look, popular guys going down with injuries, popular guys going off with HIAs. So it wasn't a fantastic week for super coaches. Hopefully, uh, we all bounce back this week. There's a lot of uh, a lot to unpack here for this teamless Tuesday. There is some of these guys with HIAs that uh, have been cleared fit, returning guns, guys that have been suspended that are coming back, rookies that get their first crack, and uh, obviously, as always, uh, plenty, plenty more of uh, interesting move from coaches. But let's get straight into it. The first game of round four sees the Manly Seagulls take on the Penrith Panthers. A Penrith Panthers side who has one big out in Dylan Edwards obviously suffered that, I think it's a fractured hand, uh, or it might even be broken. Only expected to miss sort of around four weeks, but that does see Stephen Crichton move back into the fullback slot with Matt Burton coming into the left center. Now, got a couple of questions re Crichton, whether he's a buy or not. Look, I like him for 470k or whatever he is. Um, look, a little bit better option at fullback than the centres. I think this is really going to help Brian Toto. Uh, Matt Burton, I think, is going to be able to feed him a little bit more ball than, than say, Stephen Crichton was, who was a, a, a run-first footballer. I think Crichton swinging off the back of Kiri, sorry, Cleary and Luai, uh, if he has that run-first mentality, I think he could definitely um, cause a lot of havoc for people that don't own him. The only issue with Stephen Crichton is, obviously, if you have Capewell, Toto and Staines, that means you're running four Penrith Panthers center wings. And look, that's not a bad thing if they're playing Manly and they're going to put on a big score. But uh, if, if Manly somehow come up trumps in this game, it's going to be a low-scoring round. But look, Stephen Crichton... 470k, there's uh, there's definitely some options to, to look at with him. I know a lot of guys uh, are wanting to try and free up some cash to bring in Cody Walker and whatnot, but I think Crichton could be a pod move that could definitely pay off. As for Matt Burton, I just don't think there's enough time for him in this side to be making genuine cash. I think he's a, a decent plug-and-play option in a draft league, but as for Classic, I just don't think there's enough upside for him. The big inclusion here for the Penrith Panthers is obviously the number seven, Nathan Cleary. Uh, one of their co-captains comes back from that concussion that uh, he missed last week. As for the front row, Moses Leota uh, continues to hold his spot. There was some injury concerns around Spencer Lino uh, and whether he would he would play or not, but he has been past fit. Uh, as for all their bench, Tyron May shifts back that utility. Eisenhuth, after having a, a pretty busted up face last week, looks to be named to play, and Liam Martin as well. As for Manly, uh, not a whole lot of changes here. Um, yeah, we, we still see Kieran Four and Daly Cherry Evans hold that side down. A side that... Look... It, 
it's hard with Manly. Like, they've got so much talent on paper, but they're, they're just not clicking. Um, Taniela Paseka holds a start again as well over Josh, Josh Alloyer. I think all the talk this week has been around their number 12 in Josh Schuster. Obviously only available at 5'8 for, for super coaches, but he's uh, he's got a fantastic break even. I think it's minus 46. So, look, definitely going to make a huge amount of cash, but it's just a case of how you're going to bring him in. Uh, some people have Moylan, who looks to be, be a sell with a break even of 26. But, look, personally, I think I might miss the shoes to train this week and look at getting him in next. Hopefully, him and Moylan are priced similarly, similarly and it's just an easy swap for that. But, um, yeah, look, a lot of people are going to bring Schuster in as a, as a good cash grab, and I don't hate it at all. The next game, I think it's a game that people, a lot of a lot of people are putting their hopes and dreams on for this round. It's the Bulldogs versus the Rabbitohs at Stadium Australia. And the talk this week is all about Cody Walker and Latrell Mitchell. A lot of people are running the, with the idea of potentially trading out Teddy and bringing in Latrell for the next couple of games. I'm not against that personally. Uh, it's a lot of question marks over Tedesco with this new halves pairing that we will touch on later. But, um, yeah, look, it's, it's a tough move. You're going to bank yourself a lot of cash. Uh, and you could potentially upgrade one of your mid-range 5.8s to someone like Cody Walker. It's it's a ballsy move, um, trading at Tedesco, but it could be one that pays off if Cody Walker goes huge. I know a lot of people are looking at captaining Cody Walker straight out, which, again, I'm not against. It, it's, it's bold, because you're putting your captain on a guy that's playing the first game on Friday. But as for South, they've been running pretty hot. Um, the last couple of weeks, I don't expect Wayne Bennett to make any changes, and he hasn't. Uh, obviously, uh, Dean Hawkins, Jacob Hoss, Stephen Masters, Troy Dargan are the extended bench, but they named themselves the, the same as last week. Benji Marshall at 14. Mark Nichols has been a real sort of, not surprise package, we know what we're going to get from Mark Nichols, but he's just been a real solid option uh, for the Rabbitohs in the past couple of years. As for the Bulldogs, Josh Jackson obviously took an early guilty plea with a one-week suspension, which sees him drop out, and his spot is filled by a runoff of Tony. Um, there was a bit of talk around Brad Dietz coming into the side for the injured Jeremy Marshall King, but Sione Katoa is promoted from the bench to the starting spot, and they have replaced him with Jackson Topine, um, a, a kid with a, a big, big amount of wraps on him, so it'll be interesting to see how he goes. But uh, yeah, look, Jake Avarillo drops to the bench as well, which is surprising to see. Trent Barrett has uh, has swung the axe and brought in Lachlan Lewis, so be interesting to see the new combination between Lewis and Flanagan. It's a tough week to bring in a new combination considering they're up against one of the premiership heavyweights, but yeah, Avarillo has been axed from the side, which I guess is t- tough to see. But um, yeah, look, an opportunity for Lachlan Lewis, and hopefully uh, the Bulldogs can put on some more points. They are have struggled offensively. The next game is the Storm versus the Broncos. Big inclusion here for the Storm is Ryan Pappenhausen is back into the side. Unfortunately, we see um, Nico Hines drop back to the extended bench, a, a guy that just continues to do uh, wonders whenever he is asked. But uh, the Storm sort of, yeah, they, they look the same all the way through. We know what we're going to get from Craig Bellamy. The big talking points out of this game are obviously the Brisbane Broncos. John Asiata's back into the side. Matt Lodge, Payne Haas, and Richie Kenner. Now, the huge... I guess surprising news is Matt Lodge starts. That means Tavita Pengai Jr. goes to the bench and we'll be interested to see how he's used. I think he's going to be one of the best impact players in the comp if he's going to continue to come off the bench. Kevin Walters could bring him on for 40 minutes, 20 minutes either side of halftime and maybe a 10-minute stint at the end of the game and just tear opponents apart. I think it's going to be hard to get on the front foot against a Melbourne Storm side, but definitely uh, definitely like this move from Kevin Walters. It allows Matt Lodge to set the platform. Payne Haas is probably going to play big minutes as we expect, 60, 65-plus from a front row forward. 
But, uh, yeah, I think Tevita Pengar can come on, either give Pat Carrigan a spell or Matt Lodge a spell and absolutely tear teams apart. So I really like that move from Kevy Walters. The next game sees the Cronulla Sharks take on the North Queensland Cowboys, a Cowboys side who are struggling. Uh, there's no two ways to put around that. Obviously, with the news that Michael Morgan might be retiring with the shoulder injury, sees Val Holmes go back to his natural position at fullback. He did play there last week, but it was a late change. Ham- uh, Hamiso Tabuifito moves to the wing. Scott Drinkwater back to six, and Ben Hampton into seven with Jake Clifford uh, dropped to the extended reserves. Uh, I think you guys know my opinion on Jake Clifford. Not really sold on Ben Hampton either, but uh, can't be any worse in my opinion. As for the as for the forward pack, Francis Molo, Reese Robson, Jordan McLean pack down the front row. Uh, ben Condon comes into the second row. Josh McGuire gets a start. Uh, one guy that I've been really impressed with this year is Drake Drake Granville. Uh, his impact off the bench. Corey Jensen uh, and Lachlan Burr are also on the pine with Cohen Hess. Dropping out of the starting side, I think this was only a matter of time until Cohen Hess lost the starting spot. He just hasn't been the same for probably the last three years, unfortunately. We know what Cohen Hess could do on his best day, but that just hasn't been it. As for the Cronulla Sharks, Connor Tracy holds his spot in the centres. There has been a switch with uh, Britton Nakora dropping out of the side with a suspension, and Teague Wilton coming on uh, into his spot. So it'd be very interesting to see how he goes. Wade Graham, who suffered that HIA, uh, is past fit. Named to play. Toby Rudolph stays at 13, and their bench stays the same with Trindle, Tolman, Williams, and Magulius. Really good to see uh, Franklin Pele get a extended bench spot. I think he's not too far away from getting into this side, personally. You guys that watched that first trial would know how impressive Franklin Pele was, so it'd be interesting to see when he gets his chance. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. The Titans take on the Raiders in what I think is going to be one of the games of the round, personally, up at uh, Seabus Stadium at the Gold Coast. The Titans are really clicking into gear, and the Raiders just look to be shot last week. They put the cue in the rack at half time and yeah, you can say a couple of dodgy calls, but you really shouldn't be letting a side come back into the game when you have such a semantic leads. But um yeah, I think this is gonna be one of the games of the round personally. I think we're gonna be treated to a fantastic game of footy. As for the ins and outs, uh in the ins column, Brian Kelly comes back into the side. Named on the extended bench, uh it's gonna be hard to see where Justin Holbrook fits him in personally. I know that how, how good Brian Kelly is, but Philip Sami played exceptionally well last week in um, probably one of the best on ground personally. Anthony Don and Corey Thompson, we know what we're going to get from those. And Patrick Herbert is another solid center option. So look, if Philip Sami wants to continue to play the way he does, I think Patrick Herbert may drop out of the side for um, Brian Kelly. He's on the extended bench. I'm not too sure if that's because he can't get back into the side or it's because um, just the injury isn't 100% healed. But it'd be very interesting to see what Justin Holbrook does. Um, look, Jermaine Jolliffe uh, is providing a lot of impact for, for Justin Holbrook off the bench. Mo Fodawaker off the bench last week as well. That means Tyrone Peachy stays at 13, with Tino Fa'asul Malawi as, uh, as the prop forward. I want to touch on Tino. I'm getting a lot of questions asking if Tino's a sell, and I don't know if I'm missing something here, but the bloke's going to average 60 
year, week on week. I think he's just a safe 60 with the incredible upside in him. Yeah, he lost some cash, but that was down to a week in round two where he had to fill in for David Fafita. I'm not too sure why people are considering selling him. He's 500k. He's going to get you 60 points a week. He's a dual position. I think there's uh, there's definitely worse options to be having in your side. If Tino is the only problem in your side, then, geez, you must be having a pretty red-hot run. But, yeah, people want to say, oh, but David Fafita, get him. But he's 100k more now. If you didn't start with Fafita, you've missed the jump. Like, it's hard to go from, from Tino to Fafita. I think if you're going to get um, Fafita in, you're going to have to go a different route. I like Tino because he's a dual position. I'm not too sure why people are looking at selling him personally. As for the Raiders, um, I'm not too sure if I've missed something in the week, but Curtis Scott is out. I'm not too sure whether that is an injury or a suspension or uh, the coach has just dropped him completely. I'm not going to comment too heavily on that because I don't know. But Sebastian Krish comes into the centers. Uh, look, good to see that he bounced back from that HIA last week. It was really sickening clash between him and Ryan James, who is another man that has has passed all protocols and has been named on the bench. So great news for Ryan James owners. Unfortunate if you played him last week like myself, but you take that. Tom Starling comes onto the bench, so Josh Hodgson might be a little bit insecure with minutes here. Uh, but yeah, look, Ricky Stewart's rotations all over the place. We know that Hudson Young comes back into the starting side. So um, yeah, look, an- another week, another uh, Corey Horsburgh not in. Um, as for Corey Hadawira Naira, I think his suspension was a little bit longer than Horsburgh, but from my understanding, he is uh, the horse is available to play and it's just not being picked. So good to see Ricky Stewart making an example out of uh, him. But um, yeah, look, great for Ryan James owners as well. Ryan Sutton gets a start after a phenomenal week last week. He's playing at 13. So Joe Tarpany is going to be out for a little bit, not too long, thankfully. But Ryan Sutton gets that 13. So it'll be interesting to see the rotation between that. But um, yeah, look, I think this game's going to shape up to be a red-hot one and, and one of the games of the round. The Knights take on the Dragons in the Tyson Frizzell derby. Uh, I've titled it at McDonald Jones Stadium. The big inclusion, I guess, is uh, Blake Green on the bench for the Knights. Be interesting to see what happens with the rotation. Connor Watson's named at 13 again, as as we know. Don't expect him to start. Frizzell and Barnett locked down the back row. Both played pretty solid games last week. Frizzell could have gone over for a double, but uh, some brilliant Dane Laurie defense held him up. The props named themselves in Clemmer and Saifidi, and Braley just continues to be a phenomenal buy. Uh, Kurt Mann holds the six, but it'll be very, very interesting to see what happens with the rotation. This might be the end of Connor Watson as a genuine option. Uh, minutes could be a little bit insecure, or we could see someone like a Suazo Su drop out. So it'd be very interesting to watch that space there. Uh, look, unfortunately for Dom Young, he seems to be uh, the one dropped from this side. I think Shibasaki should have been dropped personally. I know you guys know how much I harp on about Dom Young, but yeah, that was one of the worst games of first grade I've seen, um, especially from Shibasaki. He's yeah now now on into the centers. Uh, was playing on the wing last week, so. Hopefully he has a bounce back game, but yeah, that wasn't great. And I think Dominic Young copped a lot of stick for that. As for the Dragons, uh, Ben Hunt obviously out with that injury. That sees Adam Clune come into the seven. As for the forward pack, uh, that look, they've been playing well. There's no, no need to, to change these around. Max Fiego onto the extended bench. Hopefully uh, he's just around the corner from getting a start, but interesting to see that uh, that Hook Griffin has opted for Braden Army over Fiego, but... Yeah, look, I don't think he's too far away from a start, personally. The next game, probably the one that super coaches have their eye on the most. It's the Roosters versus the Warriors, and 
Look, the Roosters side were just absolutely depleted. Like, if you if you jump on the NRL website, there are so many ins uh, for them. Obviously, some of them are the extended bench, but they were rattled with injuries. But the huge talking point, obviously, is their number seven, Sam Walker. The one of the most talked about players coming into the into the preseason gets a start. It's going to be interesting interesting to see how he's targeted by these big Warriors forwards. Uh, obviously, a, a 19 year old on debut. They're going to send traffic at him left, right, and center. So it'd be very interesting to see how his um, his men on the inside, men on, on the outside, sort of defend him. Don't be surprised to see Walker maybe slot out into the to the wing spot on defense. But look, I don't know about enough about the kid. I've said this all preseason. I haven't seen many highlights on him. But what I saw in the trials and what I saw in New South Wales Cup, he's definitely ready. It's just going to be very uh, interesting to see how Robinson uses him. Obviously, Drew Hutchinson's named at the six. Not too sure what's going to happen with that, whether um, he's going to take over much of the playmaking or it's going to be left under Sam Walker. I could see Joey Manu stepping up and doing a little bit of playmaking as well. I think the big question here, a lot of people are concerned over Tedesco and, and what his involvement is going to be like. I think his hands are going to get on the footy more, but it's going to be a case of whether he's going to be able to create enough um, attack. So a break-even this week of 124 or so. I don't begrudge people selling Teddy. But, um, yeah, look, it's it's one of those ballsy plays that could pay off. At the 13, I think uh, this is going to help the Roosters a lot. Victor Radley comes back into the side. I think that's going to take a lot of pressure off um, this new halves pairing. Victor Radley, we know how good he is at just sort of steadying play in that middle third. I think he's going to be a really good link option for the Roosters in terms of an NRL sense and, and could take a lot of pressure off these guys that, that are new. And uh, Drew Hutchinson isn't inexperienced, but obviously new to a, a new combination. And Sam Walker, obviously, on debut. The talking point of Joseph Sawali, uh, there was a lot of question marks whether he was going to get a start, whether we were going to see Joey Manu at six and Sawali come in, but Matt Ikevalu is in the 14 jersey. So, yeah, curious to see how Trent Robinson will use Ikevalu. As for the forward pack, I think these are the guys that you're most looking at. You see what see Takiyahos played 79 minutes last week, obviously with the sin binning of uh, Fafita and the injury to Lindsay Collins saw him step up and play big minutes. So, Good to know that, that he can play those big minutes when asked upon him. I don't expect him to be playing 79 minutes every week, but yeah, it's good to know that we have that in the back. Angus Crichton and Sestili Tupanua, these two guys, you're 80 minutes. I don't think they're going to get affected too much. But uh, yeah, very inter- interested to see how the Roosters sort of bounce back from a horror injury run. As for the Warriors side of things, uh, Peter Hicko is out with a suspected injury. Uh, Marcel Montoya comes in. So a new centre pairing from the start of the year, Adam Pompey and Montoya. Um, look, I'm happy with happy with Pompey if you picked him up as a as a mid range centre wing. You'd be happy with his return. A man that if you went down that route and went pod Cody Nicarima, you'd be over the moon uh, with with the first three rounds of him. Round two was a bit rough, but yeah, rounds one one and three has really paid dividends for you guys that went that pod route. Rookie Sean O'Sullivan, not rookie, but but newcomer Sean O'Sullivan played really well in that win last week as well. I think he scored 70-odd points for super coaches that went early on him. So, well done. Didn't cop the AE and you copped a 70 for Sean O'Sullivan. As for the forwards, Bally Siren comes back into the side. Tohu Harris at 13. Jazz Tavango at the bench. Ben Murdoch-Mosilla on the bench. Leeson R. Mao. Uh, Bunty Afoa, look, I spoke about him last week at being, being a, maybe a wait and see before buying him. Looks like he's playing that Jermaine Tenor-Brown role of only playing 20 to 25 minutes in the starting side. So, wouldn't be looking at Bunty. Um, but, look, I still like Leeson R. Mao off the bench playing 40 to 45 minutes with all base. The last game of the round sees the West Tigers take on the Parramatta Eels. 
And, uh, yeah, look, I think the star of the show here is Dane Laurie, isn't it? Um, becoming a genuine, uh, not gun, but someone you could just put in your center wings and not have a worry about them. He could compliment you, you really well. Luke Brooks looks to be playing some of his best footy again. Adam Dewey played well uh, last week as well. Zane Musgroves hold his spot after the win. Look, I don't expect Mark McGuire to make too many changes after a fantastic win. It was good to see uh, Stefano to Atui Makamu uh, get that try, which really would have helped his break-even as well. Ryan Madison comes back into the side for Parramatta, who will be a big inclusion, only a week on the sideline. So for Parramatta fans, that's a fantastic option. Nia Kore is making uh, Wanga Blake sweat hard for his position back, and look, he's playing well. I don't suspect uh, Wanga Blake's going to get back into the side anytime soon with the way that Nia Kore is playing. Look, the one-week stint for Isaiah Papali'i uh, in the starting side played well. I still think he's going to come with, with fantastic output from the from the bench. So if you've got him in your side, don't stress too much about him dropping out. And obviously, uh, we can't go this game without talking about the number 21 from the Parramatta Eels, Bryce Cartwright, back from injury. So really good to see Cardi back. Um, as much as people want to joke about him, I, th- I think he, he's, he's, there's still something there for me. There's still something there for Bryce Cartwright. It, that talent cannot have dropped off so quickly. Um, just really hoping for, for his sake and Parramatta's sake that um, everything clicks together again for him. But that was round four's Teamless Tuesday in review. A longer one today. There was more to talk about. Uh, I personally, I'll be honest, I feel a lot more revitalized as well. Taking uh, a couple of days away from podcasting. Obviously pumped out a lot of content in one day for you guys. So I've had nearly a full week off. So um, yeah, good to get back and watch the footy. Good to be home. Recovery's going well for everyone that's asking. Um, I'll give a quick insight. The surgery was a quote-unquote success, but we don't know whether the results uh, are going to be a success for about 12 months, unfortunately. So a bit of a waiting time, but um, yeah, look, I'm still here. I'm still kicking. So content's still going to be coming out, guys. I'm back watching the footy. Back doing podcasts, love what I do. Um, but for now, guys, keep your friends close and keep your pods closer. That's all, folks. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.